This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Lockbox, a podcast providing real estate professionals with action items for success. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm going to be your host. I'm the founder of two real estate marketing and tech companies, Steezy.Digital and RealNurture.io. In this podcast, you'll learn from top 1% real estate and mortgage brokers the exact secrets to their success. Welcome to Lockbox. Welcome to Lockbox. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm here today with Larry Gibbons. Larry, thank you so much for being with us. Of course, happy to be here. Yeah, so start it off by telling our listeners who you are and where you're from. Yeah, Larry Gibbons from Washington, D.C., Bethesda, Maryland, growing up here my whole life, outside of like leaving for college for a little while, but yeah, over here in the nation's capital. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, I'm curious in the beginning, what got you into real estate? It's a long story but I'll shorten it as much as I can. The long and short of it is, is my family's been in uh, real estate forever, my okay. whole life. When I was got out of college, briefly, when it, briefly, it was a decade, but I went into commercial real estate, trying to leave the residential side for a little while, did a bunch of things there, kind of rose the ranks for uh, a number of reasons, ended up leaving that, just the B2B side of that is definitely not for everyone. And I kind of tired of it, was looking for something else, ended up finding residential real estate again. And I guess it's just been with me forever. And I just kind of found my way back to it. Interesting. Yeah. So you boomeranged back, you uh, tried to do a different aspect of the industry. And then you're like, "Ah, I'm going to come back to residential side. Yeah. I was building um, like 300 room hotels in Hilton Head. You know, I've done all kinds of development stuff and kind of done it all in real estate and just, yeah, ended up back where I kind of started when I was in a stroller sitting at a parent in my parents' like rental property <laughs> around the corner. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So you grew up with it and now you obviously circled back on it. And, uh, you know, today now you have your own real estate brokerage, right? You're on the real estate team. Yep. And you're super focused on, on content right? And, and just being like all over social media. So I would love to dive in on, on some of the things that you're doing. Like, uh, first of all, I guess for a credibility builder, um, mention what you told me before about your, your followers on the different platforms, because that kind of shows the, the success of what you've been doing. And then, uh, yeah, I'd love to just dive in a little bit more on content after that. Yeah, right now, um, we're really focused on TikTok right, right now. We've, we're about 25,900 followers hoping to be 40,000 by the end of the month. 
We're uh, at over 50,000 on Facebook and um, I think it's like 39,700 on Instagram. Um, All organically grown, been doing it steady for about four years now. And yeah, and we have a YouTube channel, only 310 subscribers as we kind of mentioned. It's the hardest platform to grow on, but I I still think the most important like by Mm. far. Mm, yeah, and we could talk a lot more about that throughout this episode. But on the ones that you have had success on, you know, we were talking about the general format of what works on social media. So I'd yeah. love to just have you, you know, repeat that for my listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the number one rule that my brother and I have when producing content, and I think this applies to everyone, is never sell anything. And I know to a lot of real estate agents, that's like, what? what? And I've had people criticize me for that. But uh, think about it as yourself. Like if you see some salesy commercial online or wherever, you're, you're skipping it immediately. Like it, it is value add. Um, if you've ever seen Gary V, he's right. It is about the value you're bringing to people, the education you can provide. But the nice thing about real estate is that there's so much that you could talk about. What is settlement like? What are closing? There's all these things that you can create content about that people don't know. So, so you don't have to sell. You just create value. But the formula for actually producing the video is is also very simple. You know, we're talking five to 15 seconds. Uh, I would stay away from anything over 15 in Reels and TikTok. And uh, Facebook is now pushing organic Reels as well. And the the format is very simple. Um, Pick a viral song, whatever it is. Um, They've usually got their list. Instagram or TikTok is the easiest one to find it. Come up with a good hook. The ways you can come up with a good hook is you go to ask, you know, ask the internet. You can go to, you find what the most, uh, Google trends, find what the those core questions are, answer them in a 15 second, make that the hook, answer them in the TikTok. And then at the end, have a call to, call to action to follow you if you like the content or ask a question if that didn't answer what they wanted. Boom. Simple formula. Hook, content, call to action. That's right. I've been preaching it for years. And viral viral music and keep it short. Yeah. I like the the viral music where you're just like go to the recommended and and what's trending. And, you know, Gary talks about being on the platforms. Like how do you expect to grow a following if you don't even know what's trending and what's happening, right? (laughs) Uh, If you're super disconnected. It's the number one, like everyone always, I always tell people you should be getting on TikTok and then they come to me and they're like, well, I don't know what to do. And I was like, I didn't either. I spent 10, 15, 20 hours like scrolling through the platform before I figured, realized like, they're like, do we have to dance? I'm like, no, you, there's a million different ways to do it. Like, right. you can Start following people you like, see what they're doing, see the stuff that has like a million likes and yeah. and you'll notice as you're scrolling through, you're like, I've heard this song five times, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, and this is what people are doing to it, right? Yeah. Right. And everyone's like, well, if, I feel like everyone gets tied up in creating this perfect video. I'm helping a couple different people do this right now. And they're just, they keep asking me, how's this? How's this? How's this? And my brother and I have gotten to the point, I, I keep mentioning my brother. He's my business partner. We do all of our content together. We always laugh because like we hardly even focus on if you do this enough, you learn that you don't really know what's going to hit. Yeah. You don't know what the audience is going to like. So you just have to keep producing it 
And eventually one of them will do well. But if you spend too much time and you really put a lot of energy into something, you get six views on it, you're going to get discouraged and give up. And that's not, that's not good. Yep. Wow. I couldn't have said that better. It's so true. And as I have grown my marketing experience, I've come to expect things not to work. I've come to expect <laughs> Facebook to, to shut down something or take away a feature that I've grown to love. I've just come to expect it because you just get used to, you get this battle scar and you get used to things that you covet not working and the random thing you throw on the wall taken off. <laughs> How many times have you produced something that's like, like, oh man, I got to make a piece of content today. Like, and you think it stinks and then you put it on there and it blows up and you're like, man, I wish I combed my hair or something. And I've been, like, it, 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 it happens all the time to me, like all the time. I think it's like my yeah. worst video and it explodes. It's like, oh. Exactly. Just, so, so, so to your point, like, why are you going to master and try and perfect something to what you think is going to work when you, you 100% don't know if it's going to work? Ego is the only answer I can come up with. Mm. It is that you think you know best. And it's, you know, I have so much respect now for these TV producers and content creators and movie directors, because you really have to be humble and like, and really just, you know, put it out there for the audience to, to get back. Like, you really can't know. And if you think you do, yeah. you're wrong. You don't. You need the feedback group and the, like I hear about artists, you mentioned music, right? And you yeah. like music. I, I, I hear about artists who will ha be working on something in the studio and before they master it and syndicate it out to all the, all the platforms so it's available and then start to do the release, they'll play it at a couple shows. And they'll just see what happens. The, they might announce it. Hey, this is my new unreleased track. You want to hear some new music? Everyone's like, yeah. Right. And then they play it and they see what happens because they might go back and say, ooh, the bass wasn't quite you know, there. They're going to listen to it on the big system and maybe make some changes prior to them putting that out to the world as like a stamped, finished master that can never be changed. Right? Yeah. They get that feedback first. And, and big movie producers do focus groups. Well, in social media and content, our feedback is the engagement. So if you just keep pumping out stuff, you'll see a trend of what's working, what's not. Something that has helped me that may help other people also is when you produce a video and you post them on all the platforms, sometimes the video will do really well on one and really terrible on another. And you start to kind of realize it's also the algorithms and maybe the audiences and the age demographics of the groups that it's being shown to on the, like, you just don't know where it's going and who it's being shown to and how it's going to react. Cause I've had, you know, we have one on Facebook with like a million and a half views. And I think it has like 29 views on TikTok or something. And it's like, how could that be so different, but it, it different audiences, different, whatever it, it, I can't explain beyond my pay grade, but yeah, it helps no, to no. see the three or how, however many you're putting on LinkedIn too. Yeah, no, it's, it's very true. It's very true. And not only is there a different demographic on each platform, you your following on each platform is different. Yes. Right. Yes. So you're doing a lot with organic, right? Posting content. I'm curious, are you doing very much with paid ads? Yes, we do a lot of ads um, right now. So I've kind of been, if I'm ever going to make a mistake, I always make it, try to make a mistake that I'm too far ahead than I am. And I've made that mistake. I've been too early to things. Like I actually mm. downloaded TikTok when it was musically, like yeah, almost I had a year and a half too. ago. And yeah. I, yeah. And I had like, 
I was building a following. I was like, ah, this is dumb. And I gave it up and then it exploded. I'm like, oh my God, I could have had a hundred thousand followers. What did I do? So it's like, I was too early there. But so I used to do Facebook ads. Anyway, long-winded answer. Yes. Right now I'm doing TikTok and YouTube ads because I find that they're the cheapest. They get the best reach and they're the most specific. I can control most specifically who the audience is, especially being a realtor, getting local views. Got it. Got it. And so are you primarily doing brand awareness and reach campaigns for those just to get the videos out to more people? Or are you doing like a direct response? Hey, for a list of homes, click here. Hey, for a free home eval, click here. Like, are you doing lead generation or is it more like brand awareness? It's all brand awareness for me. Um, This goes into a whole nother host of issues, but I haven't cold called or asked anyone for a referral or done any of that in like two and a half years. They just Mm -hmm. kind of like, I don't want to say like appear, but they, the whole ecosystem of brand, like we have our, I'm sitting right here, I have a branded shirt that I wear and like, look, real estate is hyper local. Like I'm really only doing deals in a 10 mile radius. And my job is to make sure the people in that radius know who I am and to be in front of them when the buying decision is made. So what are the odds, in my opinion, that you're going to get an ad in front of that person at the very moment that they're making the buying decision? I don't know. That feels low to me. So I'd rather just the brand continually be in their face, something that they're seeing, friends that they're talking to, posts that they're seeing on Facebook, things like that. Got it. Yeah. So you just constantly rather just be in front of them all the time with brand awareness. And the, and as I'm sure you know, like the reach ads are so much cheaper mm-hmm. than most of the lead gen ads. So there's an, you know, you, I feel like I'm getting more for the money in those ads as well, if that makes sense. Yeah. You're certainly getting a lower cost impression because right. the algorithms are not activated in a way that is attempting to filter out people that are not filling out lead forms and taking actions. Correct. So when you, t- when you choose a later objective on, for example, like the Facebook ads platform that activates the algorithm, like a conversions objective or a lead gen objective, that means that you're telling Facebook to narrow down based on within your, your targeting even further to who would actually fill out forms and like submit a lead, right? But Correct. with reach, it, it keeps it up to the to the total targeting availability that you've set. And because of that, then you have many more people to show this to uh, and you can get a wider reach, more impressions for a lower amount of money. Uh, but you're right. not getting those lead form submissions and like the the information, the data, right? And, and look, I like I've had this, discussion and I don't want to call it an argument, but more like a disagreement with people all the time. But we argue about, I keep saying argue, we disagree about, I think the more quality lead comes from the person that knows you through a friend of a friend of a friend, or has like heard your name, seen your content, seen your ads, and just eventually comes to that buying decision of, oh, I'm going to buy, you know, I've seen that guy's stuff around. It calls you. There's a a connection there between mutual friends or, you know, six degrees of separation versus the cold lead that filled out the sheet that is looking at that very moment. I think the first one is the greater. I want the first one. Hmm. 
much more that I don't even really want the cold filled out sheet of paper of the person who knows nothing about me. I don't, that sees me on Google, sees best realtor and someone else can run with that one. I, I don't, I've got enough, you know, deals fortunately at this point that I just rather not chase those. I, I did yeah. the realtor.com, Zillow.com lead thing. Just wasn't for me. Yeah. And Hey, that's totally respectable. I mean, you're, you're obviously seeing success and you have learned to lean into these platforms in a way that is gaining traction and momentum which is exciting. I mean, that in and of itself can keep you going down that path. It's like you said, when you post a video you poured into and it gets six views, it's discouraging. Well, it's also discouraging to spend hundreds of hours on a platform and you know, you, you started with 100 followers, now you have 150 followers. It's like, oh my yeah. gosh, man, why yeah. am I doing this? Yeah, right? So to have gotten your platforms to where they are is extremely encouraging and clearly that system is working for you, which is awesome, right? Why change it? And I would encourage anyone that's listening to go look at my early content. It is so bad. So if you look at your stuff and you think that your stuff is bad, mine was worse. It's horrible. You will be terrible at it in the beginning. And you have to, and you will get no likes and not a lot of views, but and you will be, but you you will get better. It's like anything you have. You consume content, you produce content, you will get better at it. And yep. eventually it will be pretty half decent where you can tolerate watching yourself. And then you'll start to think, oh, I'm actually kind of good at this, but terrible at it in the beginning. It was awful. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so true for everyone too. So I'm curious about, you know, your journey in real estate and now in really focusing heavily on social media content creation. Like what's the single most important action that you take on a daily basis that has attributed most to your success? The single biggest thing, the single biggest action is understanding that my sister said this to me a long time ago, but that why do you think they produce so many reality TV shows about real estate? It's understanding that real estate is interesting to people and that things that we may think is boring or mundane is interesting and to just make it content, you know, showings, broken faucets, like whatever it might be it makes the content producing a lot easier. It's probably the number one thing that I've learned is just to not overthink it. And that the more you treat it like a reality TV show, your own reality TV show that you're the star of, the better your content will do. Yeah, I agree with that. And you're a Gary Vee guy. You already mentioned him once. He talks about documenting, yeah. not creating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you really do become amazed at what people don't know about yeah. things just in general. And just because you think it's common knowledge doesn't mean that it is. And I don't know how else to say that, but you know, um, things that people haven't seen, you'd be amazed how many people haven't seen whatever you think is common. So if you put it yeah. on a story and you get a bunch of comments, like, well, it's called the law of familiarity. You're in the industry for 20 years. You don't even know what you know. Like it, the, the yeah. things you take for granted and the subtleties that you overlook and skip by and the jargon you use is completely foreign to a layman who's... The jargon, you could, you could do oh, every word, you could do a, a word, a sentence that you probably don't even realize needs to be explained to somebody. Like, right. it's when people say there's not enough stuff to make content about it, it just drives me nuts. Like, and it's because they're, they're overthinking it. They're overlooking that simple fact that 
the mundane to you as a real estate professional is fascinating to a lot of people out there. And by you explaining it, it makes you look like an expert, Mm -hmm. whether you are or not, you know, but the job is to look like one, at least on, you know, social media. Yeah. And I could go on and on about this too, but it just, it it drives me. I feel like real estate is uh, 99% of real estate is just so far behind the curve on this on how, you know, the number one platform for people learning right now is TikTok. And everyone's like, why are you on that platform? I'm like, it has more views than YouTube right now. What do you mean? Why am I on it? Like, Hmm. then you're just not paying attention. Like, I don't know how else to say that. And brand building and all the other stuff that goes with it. Yeah. So, you you know, you mentioned like building the brand, being on multiple platforms and everything that goes into it. A few years ago, TikTok was primarily, you know, teenagers and early twenties couldn't even afford real estate. But if you look at the demographics now, it goes up into millennials, Gen X and the, the demographics and the user base is so much more robust. Now it's definitely a viable platform for real estate. And I've never one time worried about how to monetize the content. I've just always known that, or I've just always kind of believed that the content would pay me back. And I never really knew how. I know now what it is, but I just kind of always believe that. And people are always like, well, how am I, how am I, what am I getting out of this? What am I? If you produce content on any platform, whether you think the audience is there or not, and you educate people and you teach people about real estate, you get in this habit of learning to explain the business. And it makes you look really good when people ask questions. It's like went back in the day when they used to like rehearse sales pitches. It's like the same thing. It keeps you on your toes, keeps you fresh, keeps you on the forefront of what's happening, you know, and because you're always searching for stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you'll be a good person to ask this question. What are bad recommendations that you hear given to real estate professionals? <laughs> uh, to cold call, to um, to make your calls every day. I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like who doesn't have like auto screen or who answers like random numbers on the phone anymore? Like, are you, are you kidding me? I, I can't believe that's still a thing. In general, the way people are taught to build their real estate business is very salesy. And I think that with we are in the generation with the greatest access to information, the most skeptical about scams and 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 all these other things. And in, instead of building your brand and instead of making yourself known, like what great, you get to create content on platforms that people willingly look at. You get to create content about real estate, to teach them about real estate, to tell them that you're a real estate professional without calling them, without sending them flyers, without getting in their face about it, without looking like a total like salesy, 1980s cold caller. And yet we're still doing things the same way we were 40 years ago. Because that's my big problem with a lot of it. And who, you know, there is a generation that still opens their mail, but you know, how many of us pay bills online now? You know, everyone. Yeah. So yeah, sure. Keep spending money on mailers and keep cold calling and I'll probably end up passing you. (laughs) You'll you'll be making TikTok videos, building your brand. Yeah. You'll be at a million, you had a million TikTok followers in, in a year or two and laughing all the way to the bank, right? <laughs> yeah. And you would, you would be amazed. I walked in, I walked into a wedding last weekend 
And literally every single person in the room is like, oh, you're that guy. You're that guy. You make all those videos. Like, oh, that's great. Good to see you, man. I'm like, yeah, yeah. All that means is that they know what I do for a living. And isn't that the job? Like, isn't mm -hmm. I dare any realtor to tell me that they get 100%. If you get 100% of your network's business, then you can go cold call. Like, until you're at that point where you're getting 100% of every deal of every person that you know, what are you doing? Like your sphere, why are you going outside of it then? So I think that's a great point. If you're not leveraging your sphere, then why are you looking outside of that? Why are you trying to generate leads and do other things? And, you know, even when people come to me and they're like, hey, I saw what you did for this broker in my market. Like I want to do the same thing. I make sure to ask them about their current systems, their transaction volume, how big their sphere is, how many transactions they did. And if that math doesn't line up, then I'll just have a frank conversation with them. Like you really should just lean into your sphere because there's a lot more meat on that bone. And that's where your, your next ROI is going to come from. Like people don't even know how big their sphere is. Like, I don't know how big my sphere is. My sphere, like, I have no clue, but every person, you know, let's just make these numbers up. Every person, you know, knows 10 people, right? Mm -hmm. So, and you may not know all 10 of those people, but if that person's seeing your content, maybe those other people are, you could run ads to those people. They're at least going to have some idea of who you may be. Maybe you went to the same high school as they did. Maybe you go to the same gym. Maybe you have the same club. Like maybe they see one of your videos and you're standing for another office building. It could be any of that stuff. That's where it's like, I don't know that we know how big our sphere can be. Um, I think that's a very limiting thing. I can't tell you how many times I've had somebody call me that's like a friend of a friend of a friend. You know, hey, I talked right. to my friend. They saw, you know, they told me you were great. I'd never work with that person. They probably saw my video online or had some other connection to me. In the event promotion world, there's something called the clout score. Have you ever heard of that? No, I have not. I'm fascinated by this. Okay. Tell me. <laughs> so, so as an event promoter, if you're interested in becoming a part of a, a new venue, it's, it's not super common, but once you get to, to a higher level, part of your like resume as a promoter is your clout score. And you can literally go online and enter your social media sites and, and say how many contacts you have in your phone and this and that. And it adds up like all the followers, like the, the reach, the potential reach, impressions and all this stuff. And it gives you a score out of a hundred. I mean, that's being a real estate agent. Like that's what right? it is. What's your clout I, score, right? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Like that's the game. That's incredible. I had no idea. I wish they did that for us. Someone should create that because that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I would recommend checking it out. It's been years since I've, I've even like looked it up and, and seen it online, but I'm sure that's still on Google. And uh, yeah, you can just basically see what your reach is today. And that's the other thing is analytics. So you talk about, you know, putting out content and then paying attention to what works. Well, in order to do that, you need to review the analytics and you need to be looking into those. So like Instagram has their insights area and you can see when your following is on the platform, what days of the week is, are the hottest, what times of the day are the hottest, and what specific pieces of content got the most likes, most comments, most impressions, most shares. You can see all that. It's all, all the analytics are right there.
they literally give you the tools to just be like, oh, I put out seven posts. This one crushed it. These all sucked. Past just looking at the likes amount, you can actually see how many people it reached compared to the likes and the ratio and all these other things, right? And I've, I have noticed my business only grow with the expansion of Reels to Instagram because one of the magic things that you find on the insights is that Reels is actually getting shown to a bunch of non-followers. So my theory is that how would Instagram think of that? What they would do is they would look at my followers. They go, okay, these people like him. When similar people, and the majority of my followers are in my area, they're going to say when similar people also in that area go to the Explore page, we're going to show them this person. Chances are that person's in my sphere. That person is a is six steps removed from me, and I've never met them, but they went to they they're married to someone that my my sister went to high school with. Right. Right. And they're like, oh, that's that Gibbons guy. His sister went to school with such and such. And all of a sudden it becomes a deal. And I firmly believe that that's how this whole like you don't realize that it's not just your audience that's I mean, that's what hashtags are for also. Right. You know, you're not just reaching your following. And leaning into the new tools, you mentioned Reels. Reels was a specific Instagram aspect of Instagram. I was going to say an Instagram product, but really it's a feature. It's a specific feature of Instagram that came out after TikTok, right? To, yeah, because they were getting beat to compete so badly by them. with TikTok because yeah. they were getting smashed in engagement. Mm -hmm. So Reels came out and then Instagram launched this on all cylinders campaign, literally paying influencers to create content on reels and yeah. increasing the amount of reach for your reels a pa way past a single page post, which is, which is the oldest feature of Instagram, right? Uh, a post that's the oldest feature. Right? I get paid to produce content on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, and they then actually have increased my reach. So they're, instead of right. me running ads, they're now paying me to push my my videos out to more people because right. there is because there is this social media war for eyeballs. It's a war it's for attention. Like, it's just like the streaming wars between all these groups. They they all want the content, and you know it's like Peacock competing with Netflix. It's the same thing. Um, YouTube now has Shorts because of TikTok. Like mm -hmm. they're all competing an, now. I wrote an article in 2018, and the title was "We Are in a War for Attention." That's and it. That's awesome. It's it's like the whole concept that every platform out there today needs eyeballs, and the longer people are on the platform, the more ads they can serve them. That's the game we live in. Yep. And on top of it, the the amount of good content you start to really realize, like there's not that much content out there. Like that's why these guys that are so bankable, like The Rock and. Uh, you know, whoever name an actor or somebody, that's why they're getting these is because the ones that are billable are worth so much because there's just not that much content that draws eyeballs. Like, so if you're, if you have any interest in creation, like there's a, a now's the time to kind of do this stuff because there's just not, they're all competing and there's not enough of it. Yeah. There's such an appetite for it too. Yeah. yeah. And it can really, and it can really, as a realtor can really help your business. Like that's, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. In a and massive then, way. And then I say this all the time to people 
do we think we're going to go backwards? Like, do people think like things are going to like, okay, the internet things happened. It's over. Let's go back to, to 2010 now. Like, no, the cat's out of the bag. Like we're, we're talking about metaverses now. We're not going back to like yellow pages. Like it's, we're moving forward. So if you're not doing this stuff in, in a couple of years, you're done. Like the 21 year olds of today are 25 before you know it. And the 25 year olds are 30 and buying houses and they're not going to, cons- and the, you know, my mom's on Instagram, my dad's on Instagram, like they kind of still open their mail, but they're going to be 70 soon. They're going to be that, you know, in 10 years, the people that are 55, they're not going to be like the 65 year olds of today. Um, right. So I just don't get people that aren't trying to pace themselves ahead of that. Yeah. Continue to innovate and stay up and adapt to technology as it comes and stay on it because like to your point, <laughs> we're not going backwards. And the sooner you adopt things, the more success potential you have. So why not adopt them quickly? What good is it to fight it? Like it's going to win. Like it, yeah. it's, you say what you want about Bitcoin, but ultimately it's going to win. Like, I don't know that much about it. All I know is that technology wins out in the end. And if it's going to make wiring money and and all these things simpler and like not as complicated for people, it's like a click of a button. Anything that makes your life easier is going to win. So what's the argument? I don't... (laughs) I, I don't understand. Like it's going to win. Like you can say yeah. whatever you want, but it is. Yeah. And we could have a whole discussion about that, but I digress. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, is there a question that I should have asked you or, you know, anything that you'd like to expand upon from earlier? Yeah, just, I kind of feel like I'm living in a, the twilight zone because it is pretty straightforward for me now, like how I do this, but the struggle was real. Like I, I can't stress that enough. Like it was really, really hard. My first year as a realtor, my brother and I combined two people made $7,000 total for 12 months. I mean, when we were so broke, I remember one time we had like negative $729 in, a bank, in our bank account one time. I'm like, we were so broke and it was so hard. And we just kept going and we just, we had no backup plan. We had no other option. And our content was so bad. And we just... Did the, we, we had these beliefs and we really strongly believed in ourselves and what we were trying to do and how we were going to go about it. And I just can't stress enough. Like if it, if it's hard for you, it's supposed to be hard. Like it, it's going to be hard. There is no shortcut. I searched for, it was like searching for the fountain of youth. I searched for the secret formula to success for, for three years, like every day. Like, what is it? What am I missing? What am I? There is no secret. It is work as hard as you can, as long as you can on the right things every single day. And eventually it will pay off. That's, that's it. it there is no, there's no secret. True that. I love it. Yeah. And it really does come back to just consistency and massive action. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, consistency every day. Good. Just doing the same things. Awesome, Larry. So how can listeners contact you? Yeah, you can find us on our website at gibbonsgp.com or on Instagram at Gibbons Group, Facebook at GibbonsGP, and uh, TikTok, we're at real, the real estate family. Cool. Larry Gibbons, everyone, master of social media. He's out there <laughs> actually doing it. You know, there's a lot of people that talk about it and train on it, 
but they haven't even seen the success that Larry has seen and his trajectory. I mean, to be at that level for those platforms now, I mean, imagine where he's going to be in three, five years. Th- these are the types of people that I talk to. And then in you know, a year, they have a couple hundred thousand on every platform. And then in two years, they've broken a million on all these platforms. And, and I'm like, man, I talked to them when they were like 30K, right? And it all comes from the consistency and the action of creating the content and listing your following. So really appreciate having you on. This is a great episode. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. If you want to accomplish your real estate goals, then I highly suggest downloading my free ultimate real estate goal setting framework. The link is in the description of the show and it will help you break down your annual income goal into the amount of phone calls, appointments, or open houses you need in order to achieve that goal. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.